You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Sidewinder. <laughs> the dark side of nature. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nostalgia Be Damn, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid-2000s, and we kind of look at them objectively, as many people don't these days. And uh, we These take- days? These days, like, you know, 2018. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Living in the modern the, world. Yeah, yeah. The, the modern era, if you will. Era, era. 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 <laughs> Glad we both went there. We're really growing as a podcast. Why don't you tell everybody what we're listening to? I'm sorry I cut this off, but yeah, you get the idea by now. It, what, what, what are we, 36 episodes in? 36 episodes in. Yeah, we, we watch gonna... old movies from our childhood. Do we like them? Do they hold up? Yeah. Exactly. You get it. You guys get it. Uh, This week we watched 1996's disaster action adventure flick, Twister. Twister! That's not a theme song Not based on the board game. No, not based on the board game. It was really let down. Yeah, I know. I was expecting a game where people are doing crazy contortions. Yes. And colors colors and people falling over. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you try to cop a feel. It's like at a high school party, like, oh, let's do, let's play Twister. Do you remember those days back in the 90s? I never used Twister as a, uh, as a, as a sexual thing. All right. We didn't accidentally feel people up, but you get the idea. You're getting close (laughs) to someone. I, I feel dirty. <laughs> we have gone. It's we're less it's than not a battleship type movie. We're, we're less than here. two minutes in in this podcast. It's gone, off, it's the gone rails. off the rails. All right, let's rail it back in. Six point three on IMDb and a fifty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So tell me, Brandon, what was your history with Twister? Twister was a movie that I remembered my dad really enjoyed. We had it on VHS, um, and it was a movie I honestly, as a kid, kind of thought was boring. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of images and moments in it that I found really exciting, namely the storm chasing stuff, obviously. But it was just a movie that I remember I found kind of adulty, and that when my dad would put it on, I would kind of zone in and out, play with my toys, and then look up every once in a while type of movie. Because it came out 96, and I was pretty young when I first saw it. I must yeah. have saw it when it was very first released on VHS. So I would say I had mixed feelings growing up, but when I became a teenager, which was probably the last time I saw this movie... I found it more enjoyable, and I really liked it, and I really grew to like it because of the Twister theme park attraction ride at Universal Studios. Yeah, so I had Twister on VHS. I don't remember why. It wasn't mine. I assume it was my mother's. Um, Did you steal this thing? No, I lived with my mother like a normal child. Yeah, but did you steal it from Blockbuster? Do you ever have one of those situations where you Are you accusing the, my mother of stealing I'm Twister accusing from Blockbuster? You of stealing why would I have stolen it from Dude, Blockbuster? I was like six. Dude, you're a fucking class act burglar I'm not of saying VHS it, tapes. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen now. It just wouldn't have... Six-year-old Zach would have stolen something less significant than a Twister VHS. Cocaine! Cocaine! <laughs> anyway. I apologize, you guys. This is bad. Um, anyway. No, um, my mom had the VHS, and I loved this movie when I was a kid. Like you said, I really didn't understand what was going on. Still because don't. I was st- yeah, barely don't. Or barely do now, um, but I was I was so young, and I just remember being fascinated by the twisters. It was the coolest thing I had seen in a movie up to that point, at least. And I I, I never understood what was happening. All I really remember was seeing the tornadoes and Dorothy. <laughs> like yeah, yep. you know, like they pan up and I see all these like shiny plastic balls inside of a can that has Ugh. Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz on it. That's all I remember, but that's all I needed to think that. Oh yeah, I love Twister. <laughs> yeah, well my my parents were obsessed with the Discovery Channel and Storm Chasers and all that shit. So I grew up in a household where. We watched weather documentaries and weather uh, stories all the time. So it was just something that I guess was maybe a little more frequent. And so I wasn't blown away by a lot of the <laughs> pun in fucking tended. I hate you. I wasn't very uh, wowed even as a kid by this movie for some reason. But again, I, I grew to appreciate it in my teenage years. And I wound up purchasing it on Blu-ray a good, I don't know, 
fucking almost close to 10 years ago now, whenever Blu-ray was first invented, because this was actually the very first movie ever put on DVD, wow. the last to be released on HD DVD. Remember them? Ooh, when they were competing yeah. with Blu-ray? Yeah, yeah, I do. But, but I've never seen this movie in high definition until tonight. So I don't think I've seen this movie since I was a kid. I don't even think I saw it as a teenager. Like I can't tell you how little I remembered of this movie. I thought all they did was just like show up, hit up a t- couple of tornadoes and then the movie just ends like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all i thought this well, movie was i mean, that's, I, d- that's I mean it is essentially is. is yeah but i didn't remember any sort of semblance of a plot at all so well, it was interesting to see this as an adult almost with fresh eyes speaking of, of plot i thought i'd start doing these now just adding a very brief plot synopsis for the people who are listening to the show who have no idea what the goddamn movie's about okay this one reads on imdb as advanced storm chasers on the brink of divorce must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of extremely violent tornadoes. I like how they have to, to they have to mention that they're on the brink of divorce. Dude, divorce comes up in so many of these 90s movies. 90s, we were obsessed with divorce couples and making it work after and then getting back together. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, oh, exactly. Well, they were trying to save the sanctity of marriage back in 1996. And they failed. And they failed horribly. <laughs> Although, it, it's funny though because you and I mentioned this. Uh, we'll get more into the characters, but it, one of the characters is Bill ba- Bill Paxton's new fiance. Yes, and we mentioned that it, it like in these '90s movies, the new fiance or the new girlfriend was always the bitch in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. She yeah. was always the one that, like, everybody was like, ooh, that one, When's really? he going to get back to the person he's already left or she's already left? Right, like, and it, yeah, it was really the, strange. It was the ex that everybody was like, ah, you should have made it work. Yep, so you made is, a mistake. It is this weird dynamic that we had, and I can only think of movies, like, from the 90s and early 2000s where this was a thing. Yeah, I, I feel like we've strayed a bit towards that i mean it's still you know in romantic comedies and of course someone's cheating on someone in every romantic comedy it's every single up. one but anyway yeah. uh this movie here twister it's directed by jan de who started out as a cinematographer on a lot of movies actually but he's directed a few speed fucking fantastic movie. yeah i like speed, speed two even better <laughs> stop <laughs> god awful come on uh the haunting Terrible movie. Woof, That's so a bad. bad movie. Woof. And uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider: The Circle of Life. Oh, the best. Is that Laura the one where Croft. she punches a fucking shark? I think so. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? Oh yeah. yeah exactly. So. Twister was nominated for two Oscars for Best Sound and Best Visual Effects. Mm. Sound design in this movie, phenomenal. Spot on. It's so loud and crazy. It's I mean, I've never been inside of a tornado, but I'd imagine this is what it sounds like. It's It was terrifying back then. Terrifying now, man. I, I got a little goosebumps every time tornadoes flew right over. They uh, used a recording of a camel's moan, slowed down, and like in reverse, used as the sound as the tornado, so... Oh, good on them for. Some, I always like reading about what certain sounds yeah. are in movies because there's some funky ass shit that sound mixers and designers do. I just mean, ridiculous. I mean, who was who was sitting there during like the planning meeting and they're just like, but how do we make the tornado sound like a tornado? I got it. Let's get a fucking camel. We'll get the camel fucking yelling, and then we'll slow it down, put it in reverse. Sounds like wind to me. Who's, is this a Jersey? Is this a Jersey so sound say mixer? It's one of the sound developers in, in Twister. You know what I noticed is that no one really knows the difference, like layman terms. People, you know, cinema goers, they don't know the difference between like sound mixing and editing. So when it's nominated at the Oscars, people are like, "What the fuck's the difference?" Yeah, well, <laughs> I think this movie was just nominated for best sound. That's pre someone right. getting pissed off. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. This guy mixes, I edit, fuck you, we did different things. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, boy. $92 million budget, by the way. Made $241 in the U.S. and $494 million worldwide. It was pretty popular when it came out. This wasn't was it? a huge movie when it came yeah. out. Uh, it was second for the year behind only Independence Day. Mm. Check out our episode if you want. Honestly, maybe it's like it. our third <laughs> it's episode. Like our, yeah, it's, it's right up in the beginning. Great. Yeah. 
So Steven Spielberg, who serves as the executive producer of the film, approached Michael Crichton with this material. It was like a pamphlet or a documentary. It was like 10 pages long on some nature book anyway uh, about tornadoes. He came to Michael Crichton with this concept and Crichton and his wife were reportedly paid more than $2 million to write the screenplay. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Holy shit. Joss Whedon was then brought in to do some rewrites. He was also paid like an additional, it was like it was like $100,000 a day or some shit. Like incredible amounts of money went into just making I mean, this script. Which is shocking, because you think the visual effects are really what's driving this movie. Right, but so much... I mean, Michael Crichton, obviously, responsible for Jurassic Park. Yeah. I just... Yep. That, that's He was one of the biggest writers back in the 90s, and it, that's just crazy that, like... I didn't know his name was on this until the end credits, and it kind of makes sense, like, with a lot of... It, there's very like nature worshiping in this. Like yes. every time they yep. see a tornado, they're like, "Whoa!" You know, like everything about tornadoes and nature is so uh, beyond their comprehension, which is also kind of matches the themes of like Jurassic Park. So mm-hmm. it does kind of fit that Crichton mold a little bit. Well, I, I'm a huge fan of you know man versus nature movies, whether mm-hmm. that's killer animals or you know terrible storms or any of that shit. Like right. I, I'm really into that that genre. But apparently, this movie had. A terrible production was just played with <laughs> issues. Not only the director, I guess, was considered out of control by a lot of people. Crew members walked off the set because of just how insane he was acting on set wow. sometimes, just demanding a lot from his crew and his actors. Halfway through filming, both Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt were temporarily blinded by bright electronic lamps. Jesus, <laughs> Used to make the sky behind the two actors look dark and stormy because half the time they were shooting, it wasn't overcast skies, so they had right. to make that. They had to create that, essentially. And Paxton... Paxton remembers that, quote, these things literally sunburned our eyeballs. I got back to my room. I couldn't see. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Speaking of the cast, though. Oh, wow. What a cast in this movie. What a cast indeed. So we've mentioned Bill Paxton. There's also Helen Hunt. Carrie Elways is in this movie as the villain, of course. Uh, uh, he's the worst. Philip Seymour Hoffman, of all people, plays uh, the stoner, like, ch- chiller of, of the group. Go figure, <laughs> man. Like, of course. Alan Rock, fucking Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. He's in this movie. Jeremy Davies from uh, Saving Private Ryan. Just a yep. ton of people. Also, uh, the ex-girlfriend, or the, well, soon-to-be ex-girlfriend, the wife. Yes, Jamie Gertz. Yes, Jamie Gertz. I just remember having a huge crush on her back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. She, what else was she in? She was in this, uh, she was in this, com- first of all, she was in The Lost Boys. Yes, Lost Boys. Um, and then she was also in this sitcom called Still Standing, oh, which right. was the one that we couldn't think of yes. during. It's not Last Man Night's Standing. Tale. No, it's, it's Still, Still Standing. Standing. That one's with Mark Addy, that yes. yeah, early 2000s sitcom. Yes. We're on the right track now. We're doing We it. apologize for the misinformation in a previous episode, though. Bill Paxton and, of course, Philip Seymour Hoffman, sadly gone far mm-hmm. too soon. Bill Paxton, because of this movie... Uh, when he died, Spotter Network choreographed 200 storm chasers to spell out BP with their GPS tracker blips on a radar display to honor him. This wow. kind of tribute, apparently, had only been done five times before, and it was the first time in history it had been done for someone who wasn't an actual storm chaser. <laughs> right. So that's, that's pretty crazy, cool. yeah. man. That's awesome. And that's what we were thinking. This whole movie, like, this really elevates the drama of these competing storm chaser movies. So, oh, yeah. So, you know, all these hobbies and sports movies and... You know, all these different occupations in the history of time have movies that kind of relate to them or are about their industry. Yeah. And so you'd think these guys must watch this movie like, yeah, it's way scientifically inaccurate, but it's fucking badass. Well, that's kind of like, we're all Bill Packs. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of how I feel about like Nightcrawler or something like that. Oh, yeah, for like videographers and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a very specific industry that, you know, people learn a bit about it. They get educated. They write a screenplay. And I feel like it's probably never... 100% 100% it's, it's never that dramatic, <laughs> yeah. but it, it is kind of just be like, oh, yeah, relatable. You exactly, know? like an inside joke among Storm Chasers. Yeah. So. Before we dive into the plot, uh, the tagline of this movie is, <laughs> is pretty funny. So they wind up settling for the dark side of nature. <laughs> but the first one that was pitched was, it sucks. <laughs> but the producers felt it worked too much to the advantage of, of disappointed audiences and critics. <laughs> it sucks. Dude, it sucks. Who, like, imagine that pitch meeting. Like, that means it had to have gone through successfully at the pitch meeting. They, like, chalked it up on the on the poster, and someone was like, there it is. That's our movie poster. And some dude in the back was like, it sucks. 
What? What? What did you say? It's, he just said it's, oh, 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 oh my God. Wow. Oh, wow, you guys. We are foolish. That is, oh, egg on our face. What about blow me? Blow me might be cool, guys. Blow me. <laughs> Write up a poster. Send it in. We'll, we'll uh, vote on blow me. I like blow me. Twister. <laughs> Twister. Blow me. Blow me. <laughs> <laughs> Suck me beautiful. <laughs> Oh Jesus! All right, man. Let's uh, let's get into this. Absolutely, Twister. We open up in June of 1969 in Oklahoma. Very well photographed and beautiful uh, shots of Americana at dusk. There's a storm a brewing though. Oh yeah, you can tell it is Twister season. Yeah, tornado season. And I don't know how frequent tornadoes happen in these areas, so I'll. I'll give the the movie the benefit of the, the doubt in in some circumstances, yeah. but later on, I I can't abide. Well, we'll <laughs> the get dude into does that. not yeah. abide later on. We will get into that. So there's a tornado warning on the TV. Five year old Joe Thornton. Uh, this is young Helen Hunt. She's played here by Alexa Vega, actually one of the spy, spy kids. Kid, yeah. yeah. She's pulled out of bed by her mom and dad, and they seek shelter in the storm cellar on their property. And this is a big old tornado. Yeah, you can tell things are. It's already. It's not even there yet, and things are already blowing really fast. And there's a lot of loud noises, lightning all over the place. So much lightning. I don't think that's scientifically correct. <laughs> that like that like tornadoes just summon lightning. Well, dude, you don't get it. And this is a special fucking tornado. Yeah. So the dad gets the whole family into this bunker, and for some reason, I don't get this. He decides that he's got to hold the door shut. I get it, like, if you want to try for a bit, because the door's, like, almost coming off its hinges, and, and it's really intense the way this is kind of shot, and mm. the sound mixing, like we mentioned before, just super loud. Yeah, but the actor who's doing it, he, so the father is holding on to the door, and he keeps looking back at his wife and kid, and I can't hold it anymore, and he's got this really intense, like, poop face on it. <laughs> yep, like we all would. Yep, like we all would, and all of a sudden, the door just bursts open and takes the dad into the tornado, Instantly killing him, I would assume. Yeah, or, I mean, killing him eventually throws him somewhere. He gets smashed into some debris. But the the wife and the daughter are completely fine. Even the dog who's on the floor near yeah. the back of the bunker Doesn't get sucked why out of the he, bunker. Why did he not just step back there with them? I don't understand why he's got to hold this thing shut. Yeah. It, it, Come on, dude. There's no reason to go near the door. Yeah, and I get even if it ripped off the hinges, which it did when he died on it. Right. <laughs> it still didn't affect the family inside. I... Sounds what like doofus, sounds like dude. an idiot. Anyway, flash seven years later, we cut to Joe, who's now become a sexy storm chaser, Ooh. Helen Hunt, and this is her at her most beautiful. She's oh, gorgeous she's in this movie. So good looking in this movie. She was shooting, I guess, Mad About You, that uh, television sitcom mm -hmm. with Paul Reiser at the time. Yeah, and apparently this movie went up so far over budget and over schedule that he had to suspend shooting the next season <laughs> to let her continue filming because they still needed her. That's fucking crazy, man. But yeah, she studied meteorology, and she has this whole team of storm chasers with uh, kind of one purpose. They're trying to study the inside of a twister. Yep, so they, they kind of bring up, and again, I don't know where twister science was in 1996, <laughs> but they mentioned that nobody really knows how tornadoes really work, how they get started. Well, I'm sure they know how they start, but you know what I mean? They don't really know the ins and outs of a tornado. So what their job is to try and study it, to try and figure out what makes them happen, how can we detect them earlier and keep people a lot safer by getting them evacuated much quicker. So this machine or this piece of technology that they've created is called the Dorothy. They have four of them. They're basically these mobile self-contained tornado research systems with all these little balls these little sensors that they hope to one day put in the center of a tornado to collect and transmit all this data mm -hmm. i don't know how it would help them but they say it will so on this day we start off in the morning and i do say day because this day stretches so fucking long it's i'm oh confounded that this is one day for the most of the film i'd say the, the movie takes place in two days right i, I think the movie takes place in less than 48 hours for sure <laughs> Insane. easily less than 48 hours potentially like maybe just 30 hours 
So Bill Paxton plays Bill the Extreme Harding. Ooh. Don't like that his first name is Bill. No, really have a problem with it. Just call him Bill Paxton or Bill the Extreme Paxton. Or just make Bill Bob. Paxton Bob. Bob Harding. Done. Yeah. Fuck you. But no, he's Bill. And he is meeting up with his ex-wife, who is Joe, played by Helen Hunt, to sign some divorce papers. He's going to be getting remarried to uh, Jamie Gertz's character. She's named Melissa. And she is a what? A sight... Uh, she's a, a reproductive psych- therapist a reproductive therapist so basically she talks couples off the ledge when they can't have children i would assume i guess i don't That's know it's dark much. stuff it is uh bill is a famous weatherman now he was involved in their storm chasing business back in the day when he was a rowdy you know rowdy ex- the extreme bill harding but yeah. now he's you know less he's he's domesticated bill harding <laughs> yeah essentially and this group of people that he used to ride with they're a bunch of fucking cowboys dude they're just <laughs> rowdy they're psyched up to be fucking here learning numbers dude <laughs> numbers data information <laughs> they're so excited oh. and they're all white <laughs> you know what they are though they're fucking nerds and we gotta bash them we'll be right back nostalgia be damned <laughs> for a nerd bashing break yeah but no they are just all and it's a ragtag group of boys i particularly do like uh, philip seymour hoffman as dusty he really plays up no matter the fucking role I've never seen a bad Philip Seymour Hoffman performance. No. He's been in some bad movies, but he is not uh, the worst part of any movie I've I was going to say, he's usually the best part of those bad movies. Yeah, though. what is it? Along Came Polly, dude? Along Came Polly. Iceman! He's good in that movie. He's great in that movie. But uh, yeah, he's equally just funny here. It's just he, He's not a stoner, but he plays that like 90s slacker, even yeah. though he's a genius technically, because apparently all of these guys are scientists, right? I don't yeah. know how they get paid. I don't know. Who's either. paying them to storm chase? I would assume a university, maybe Oklahoma University. Well, know. spoiler alert, towards the end when things may go right, she talks about how she may get a grant from a university if this technology works. Oh. So what have they fucking been doing? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Who's doing this? Are they all homeless and destitute living out of these goddamn weather vans? Just that chasing flapped? tornadoes? Just chasing tornadoes like a few months out of day. the year? God. Ugh. It's a hard knock life, dude. For Gotta us. make a living. Melissa's getting introduced to this rowdy crew. I, I like how Philip Seymour Hoffman's... Uh, we'll, we're going to call him Dusty from now on. Dusty is introduced talking about the suck zone. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the right. The suck zone. There's so much lingo in this. Like, I don't know if any of it's accurate. Dude, they they have, like, every scene where there's a tornado, they have a different name there's for a tornado. a nickname for everything. Oh, it's a sidewinder. We got a jumper. Sisters! <laughs> There's a lot of lingo here, man. They're alerted of a developing storm, though, right before she finishes signing the divorce papers. And you can tell there's still a little a little spark left. But they're also the bickerers, you know what I mean? They're, they're going back and forth at it when she when he's trying to convince her to sign the papers. Yep. Can't, can't get through a conversation without arguing. Really annoying, those people. But a storm's nearby, and their unit goes off chasing it. And Bill and Melissa, for some reason, decide they have to chase after them. Well, no, she has, so, she's she hasn't finished signing. Yeah, right? so there's apparently one piece of paper on the divorce packet that she hasn't signed yet, and so Bill's like, "Well, we gotta chase after him." But this is also when he discovers uh, that Dorothy is a thing. Yes, um, because he helped build Dorothy, and now they've got four of them apparently. <laughs> yeah, backups of backups, yeah. just in case, man. They came prepared. So they all go chasing after this goddamn storm, and that's when we're introduced to Dr. Jonas Miller, played <laughs> by Carrie Elways. Oh, man, he is, you know, kind of a smug corporate. He's a corporate storm chaser, right? Yeah, corporate I don't know, iron? man. You can tell that they're the rich bad guys because they're all driving in matching black minivans. Oh, if you didn't know it then, Bill Paxton also says... He's only in it for the money, not the science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Got so it. he's a dick. But he gets run off the road by him. Like, his team runs uh, Bill Paxton off the road. And then we cut to this kind of regrouping, chilling scene where we find out that Carrie Elway's character has stolen the idea of Dorothy. I like how Dorothy's also got small circular sensor balls. Yes. And his version has cube balls. The D.O.T. <laughs> or whatever they called yeah. it. The Doth or something it's like so that. Stupid. It's got cubes like, oh, opposite. It's just ridiculous. And he's having this like live interview with this guy. And Bill Paxton sees that he's stolen the plans for the Dorothy or whatever. And goes over. <laughs> and it's a perfect 90s like yeah. scuffle. He slaps he his hat off. He his hat off his head. <laughs> and like, like pushes him 
Simon grabbing him by what's his collar. What's your malfunction, what's your man? malfunction, man? Oh, that's a great insult. So good. I caramba, Let's man. bring it back. I caramba. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. I was Power Rangers. <laughs> it sounded really racist. <laughs> Whatever it was. It was Power Rangers, you dick. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> but wouldn't you know it, dude? Second tornado of the day. <laughs> I'd like to mention that whenever these tornadoes, when we do see them, and they are pretty cool, kind of, especially in wide shots, they look really nice. Yeah. The more close you get to them, uh, you know, the more 90s CGI yeah. rears its ugly head. Oh, we did forget to mention that after after the initial tornado in the beginning, when Joe's five, they cut to a satellite image of the Holy Earth. Holy shit. That is just, it. I mean... I could probably draw better than that CGI. (laughs) That is rough. It was bad. Anyway, um, so yeah, no, you're right. The the tornadoes, when they're wide, look very cool, fit into the landscape really well. It's when they're like right next to them and it it looks like Sharknado-esque. Oh yeah, man. Sort of CGI. It's kind of gross. So Dusty has this whole decked out storm jacer or like van or RV essentially. Yeah. But it's got all the, what is it, the barn burner. But I like how they're introduced this whole team together as they're going in a caravan and whatnot. You really yeah. get the sense that even though their characters are really one dimensional, that at least they have a rapport and a chemistry yeah. with you. And that's probably just the cast is, is, is good. The cast is good really actors. good in this. And I kind of like it too that they all start playing their own music to get them pumped up. Oh, like, yeah. Philip Seymour Hot Dusty is using some sort of rock song. Uh, another person is using the William Tell overture. Yep. <laughs> Yep. But Joe and Bill decide to ride together for whatever reason. And Melissa's not even in the car at this point, right? No. Because it's just them and they're bickering back and forth. Yeah. Well, so Bill Paxton, for whatever reason, I think because he saw his rival with the knockoff Dorothy, he's like, we're going to get we're going to beat him to it. We're going to get the Dorothy going. Now, mind you, he came there to get divorce papers and to leave. Yes. With his fiance, He's now on his second tornado of the day. And he's got a chub. You and can tell. Oh, you can tell he's a little chubbed up. <laughs> uh, 30 minutes in, though, and we finally get our big, you know, wide master shot of this tornado. Mm-hmm. Because the first time we have saw it, it was very close up and windy and you really couldn't see shit. That was the one that, you know, stole Joe's yeah. dad. Stole Joe's dad. Uh, stole Joe's dad. Bill drives Bill decides to drive off-road in this field when he notices that the, you know, uh, their competitive team is is closing in on this tornado and Helen Hunt's like gross and balls, we got to get in front we of it. We got to get somehow. in front of this thing. <clears throat> Eventually they get trapped in some sort of goddamn ravine yeah. underneath a bridge and she's all for let's get the Dorothy into the tornado this can still work and Bill Paxton's mansplaining this whole situation by like no let it stay well, like, we need to seek shelter he like panics or something because they get out and they're like alright let's get this thing started Bill Paxton waits all of two seconds before he just like he pusses out he just yeah. goes like oh forget it it's not gonna work let's go and Helen Hunt's like what, what are you talking about like fighting with them and all they really need to do is just hit like five switches in the back yeah and then like that's it (laughs) but anyway she he takes her under a bridge and they just wait there for like five minutes for this fucking tornado to come at them yeah they had plenty of time to turn on so much time they could have ended the movie in the first half hour twister twister it sucks it sucks (laughs) but it lifts the truck up with the goddamn Dorothy in there, so they didn't even have to move it. It would have done it all the work for themselves. But yeah. anyway, lifts the truck up, pulls half of the bridge that they're hiding under uh, apart, and it's actually a pretty intense scene when it's actually passing over them. Yeah. It's not too bad. No, it's pretty crazy. But the truck falls and uh, almost narrowly misses Melissa as she's pulling in, and she's fucking shocked and has had this whole thing. She was like, I thought when you said you were a storm or you were chasing storms, it was a metaphor or whatever. Yeah, which is actually kind of a funny line. <laughs> It's weird to say that all they really do is regroup and continue storm chasing, but that's all they do. <laughs> that's essentially what they do. Like, <laughs> Which is most of this the, movie. The only thing that has happened is that since their car is lost, they have to put the second Dorothy into Bill Paxson's truck, and then that's they just right. move on to the next tornado. Dorothy number two. Tornado number three, or is this the same tornado? No, because that one just disappeared. No, that one just disappeared. So this this movie has a habit of every time a tornado passes over the heroes, it just sort of 
ends. <laughs> it does. And it, not in a way that you'd expect a tornado to end, like maybe from the bottom slowly going up. Or no, it, like, it just disappears. It disappears <laughs> and then the sky All at once up. and the sky opens They're like, up. oh, just kidding. Sweet day, right? Bye. 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 <laughs> Damn it, dude. They're following Jonas's team now, and Bill notices the updraft of that sweet, sweet twister, bro. <laughs> uh, it's a sidewinder. Ew, it's a fucking sidewinder, which means while the other team is chasing it, thinking they know where it's going to go. idiots. Fucking Paxton, dude. He knows that the sidewinder yep. is going somewhere else. So they take a left when you know everybody else keeps going straight. They end up getting out in front of the twister. But wouldn't you know it, dude, the twister splits in two. We've got ourselves We got sisters. sisters. We got Sidewinder sisters, dude. The VFX on these tornadoes, the wind Ugh. itself doesn't look too bad, but the debris and earth that's getting kicked around looks like shit. Well, it's pretty bad. It's just like a smoky effect on windows. Yeah, <laughs> and then the worst part is, so they're driving over this bridge, which is going over a river, and you see the two tornadoes in the water so now you have yeah. crappy cgi water now they're just throwing everything at you at this point like look at our fucking effects we got oh, a yeah. cow flying by which, which doesn't make sense because if it was picked up by a tornado it just chucked the goddamn cow right this thing is rotating in the air all around slowly as yeah. if to like look at the camera looks like it's playing a game of quidditch Ooh, sick harry potter ref stay tuned no dude i'm not a fucking nerd you don't want to watch Harry Potter? And the Sorcerer's Stone. And the Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah, maybe we could actually. I one or two? Because the other ones are good. Yeah, but I didn't like the first one. Well, I haven't seen that one forever. Well, exactly. you're, you're right. It could this be is, a stay tuned. Okay, yeah, exactly. Right. Stay tuned. Don't fucking argue with me. All right, I'm sorry. But uh, Melissa, Bill, and Joe are in the truck at the time. They get stuck in between the two Sidewinders, now sisters. Sidewinders turn <laughs> Sidewinder sisters. sisters. And this part's pretty cool. The truck's spinning around, and most of it's shot from inside. And, and, and the, the cuts outside actually don't look too bad. I think this is one of the few set pieces that really work in this movie. I'd agree with that, but again, I just, I don't like the effect of, like, because once they hit water, they start yeah. losing all the debris and dirt that it was picking up that made it, like, that grayish color. Now it's, like, this crappy, fake, clear color where it's just, like, it's just wind and water. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. And, and it just doesn't really look that good to me. I agree. It's not the best, but I feel like once it gets onto the actual road and it's spinning the truck... It actually kind of looks cool. Yes, agreed. But much like the previous tornado, they just sort of end. It just <laughs> disappears when it's over. And uh, Joe and Bill get out of the car like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. They start like hugging and touching up on each other, almost mm -hmm. reliving some good times, some past memories. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, Melissa there in the car, she's a little peeved. And not only peeved, she's also fucking shaken by the experience and just like, I want to go. Yeah, well, so, I mean, in less than, like, a few hours, she's gotten almost hit by a flying car. Yep. And, and got caught in between two Sidewinder twins, dead or sisters. But the crew needs grindage. <laughs> so they need red meat. <laughs> So they need to go eat, and apparently a uh, place that they stop off often is Meg, who is Joe's aunt. Joe's Aunt Meg. She cooks a mean fucking steak and eggs. That looked delicious, Oh, by it the did. Way. It oh, looked so wow. good. They're all cooking it in one pan. I'm hungry. But Melissa, she doesn't know what home-cooked home -cooked meals is. She's all confused, like, what is this meat? What are <laughs> eggs? Ah! <laughs> She, you can tell she's trying to be like a, a high class Elaine. Yeah, no, exactly. She's, she is. It's terrible. She's not doing a great job either. I'm sorry. The character's like, just she's so really underwritten, not. and she's just meant to be kind of Bill Paxton's, you know, when he wants her type of fiance. And Bill Paxton, God love him, he's kind of a garbage person. Yeah, movie, no, he's right? terrible. What confused me about this actress specifically is that I don't know if she's naturally has a southern accent no she doesn't she you doesn't can you she can tell not, right yeah. because it's like it's on and off the whole time and when it's on it's bad this is one of the funniest scenes in the movie unintentionally so in my opinion oh uh, yeah they're all sitting around kind of just chatting about you know old war stories they yeah. tell about they tell melissa how he's why he's called the extreme because yeah. he used to be a fucking badass and he'd you know run after these storms 
literally run after these. <laughs> yeah, storms. there was one time he apparently threw a bottle into a, a tornado. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Which you know just sounds like Bad. drunk Bill Paxton running around. Fuck this tornado! <laughs> but as they're describing, I think it was called the Fujita scale, and I apologize if I'm fucking that up. But it's the scale measuring tornado severity, or, or right, right in your hate mail, tornado <laughs> experts. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> Melissa asks, you know, is there a possibility of an F5? And all of a sudden, this sweet, slow guitar music kicks in. Yeah. And, and Bill Paxton and, and reacts as if he's just been given, like, a cancer diagnosis. Yeah, like, like everybody looks up like she just said some like sort she said of fucking, Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, she said some sort of taboo. Why are we doing Harry Potter references? I don't know. Well, I tied it back in because, yeah. I like it, though. You're welcome. Um, but, yeah, he reacts so crazily. And then everyone's just very silent. And she asks is if, if anyone's seen that before, right? And Bill Paxton goes, just one. And he looks up at the ceiling because upstairs stairs joe's taking a shower yeah she's looking contemplatively in the mirror and that's when me and you discovered what's really going on in yes Twister. okay listen so we think that this is just a movie about tornadoes tornado chasers you know a little bit of looking at science no this, wrong this is a plot about a young girl who lost her father to a tornado and her revenge to kill that tornado <laughs> that same very that same tornado. tornado that took her father's life it's escaped in the clouds for 27 years much like I think the Jeepers Creepers monster. Well, it, it also <laughs> no, disappears for twenty seven. Yeah, 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 Jeepers it, Creepers like twenty three years. It disappears for twenty seven years and comes back. So this is essentially it, but with a tornado. Oh my god! I it wanted her so badly to just stab this twister. Dude, with a we knife. had so many grand <laughs> plots of this woman, like the tornado, like talking back to her, like. <laughs> I killed your father, Joe, and after I kill you, I'm going after your Aunt Meg. No! <laughs> Literally stabbing into yeah, the wind. This, we get that <laughs> shot like we do in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where she's jumping up with a giant knife and going to stab the tornado <laughs> in the heart. For my father! <laughs> we wrote a better movie. Yeah, anyway, though, another tornado hits. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Three tornadoes, of course. same day. Well, they've had to... They've Chilled three times, so naturally we got to follow it up with the third tornado. Of course. This time we get a little hail, and they've got the Dorothy... Is this two? You know, this is when the Dorothy 2 gets destroyed. Yes. So the Dorothy 2 is about to be uh, let loose, and, and everything's about to go good until... There's actually a pretty sweet shot of this tree that gets sent rocketing toward them th from the tornado, and yeah. it gets lodged underneath the truck. They can't move, and it's also... It hits the door it hits thing the door. on the yeah, way. Just... It's actually, it's kind of cool because, well, it's not kind of cool because it, it actually just highlights bad CGI in this movie, but you see the tree stump coming at you from the tornado and it looks really fake and really bad, but then they cut to a shot that they clearly did practical effects where they just launched a fucking tree <laughs> yeah, at this truck. fucking <laughs> truck and it's kind of cool yeah. but um but again just highlights how bad the tornado cgi was but they're stuck they can't get out and the dorothy seems to be destroyed but after he winds up kind of getting free she gets out of the car anyway and starts picking up all these balls all these little sensors like we need to this is still salvageable plan and he's like what are you doing yeah well, come on joe killing please. yourself won't bring your father back yeah and he <clears throat> also no, but killing this tornado will give me my revenge <laughs> that's not the tornado that killed your father joe i killed your father that was an f5 <laughs> This is an F3 at worst. I will have my vengeance in this life or another. I will kill every tornado I until I see that bastard and I slit its throat. <laughs> I'm pissed on its tornado ashes. <laughs> what are you doing? That's my bill. What are you doing, Joe? <laughs> Game over, man. <laughs> but uh, he, he also... basically confesses his love, right? Yeah. What does he say? He says, you can't keep living in the past. You got to look at what it, what's in front of you. And what do you mean? I mean me, Joe, but little does he know, the fucking radio's on from all the way across the... Other <laughs> it's also storming and like... <laughs> it's storming and it's super loud and there's been a tornado there, so it's super crystal windy clear still. Man. Crystal, crystal clear reception, In fact, the makers of this movie wanted you to know that the radio sounded so good, they didn't even add radio effects to oh, the sound. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, it's as if she's talking it's right like behind him. It's like she's talking him. right behind him, but... um. 
<laughs> but Melissa hears Melissa hears this whole confession thing, and uh, you know you can tell she's uh, she's upset. It's finally nightfall, and The Shining is actually playing on a drive-in there, mm-hmm. and Joe is finally signing the divorce papers. After the papers are signed, Bill Paxton again, kind of a garbage person because here he's he's still pining after Joe, but he's leaving Melissa. Like in the balance, in like as a failsafe, right? Like, yeah, what's his I don't MO know. Here? Like, it's so tough to say what he's doing here because he never really like he doesn't even come out and say in that scene before like I still love you, or, right? Like, right. So he he's almost just seems like ambiguous to it all. Yeah, and Joe seems pissed that he once again kind of pussied out or didn't help her finish the task at hand. So she does sign the papers. Yeah, she's pissed at him, um, and in the hotel room melissa is yes. that her name melissa is uh you can tell she's contemplating marriage and you can tell this because she's playing with her fucking engagement ring fiddling dude. with her engagement man yeah man. she's like does he love me do i love him but she doesn't have to say it out loud dude the filmmakers show don't tell it's thank fucking you clever in Good one job. shot nuanced nuance <laughs> terrible but yet again man it's not called twister if we don't have another goddamn <laughs> again this is the fourth tornado today i think this is the fourth tornado Jesus of the day maybe Christ. the fifth i don't know i tears lost apart count. the drive-in screen it's actually a really great visual when jack nicholson is like yeah banging, it's, it's hammering, that scene axing down the door anyway. yeah it's that scene in the shining where he's axing the door and like in the in the shining bit by bit the door's coming down and then bit by bit the screen of the movie theater starts coming down I, I'll give the movie credit. That was kind of a cool visual. Yeah, so they all move into... I almost want to say it's a small little bunker, or it almost looks like an it indoor like, swimming pool so it, inside I thought a it was farm. Like, I thought it was like a garage slash barn, yeah, you know, because I thought I saw mechanic. like their yeah, school yeah. bus in there, because they drive like a dumbass school bus every once in a while. Yeah. They have to pull fucking Jeremy Davies out of a truck, because Upham is hiding again. That's all oh I kept God. thinking of the whole time. Like, oh, this pussy. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Saving Ryan's Private. It's <laughs> really funny. I apologize. Dude, everybody thinks you were really They get funny. everyone into the bunker, and one of the guys gets his head slit by a tire rim. That's Todd Field. I didn't even yeah. know this. He's the guy who was nominated for three Oscars. He had little <laughs> children and in the bedroom. Just really weird that he was Hardly in this movie. Yeah, barely in this as well. But after the tornado hits, they assess the damage. We also have to clarify, though, really quick, that he did not die when he No, of course not. No one has died in this movie except for Joe's father off screen. Yeah. It's great. So, like, you and I, and I feel like we can talk about this right now because it comes into play in, like, the next ten minutes. Um, You and I were talking about how there doesn't really seem to be a lot of stakes in this movie. Yeah. Because no one's dying. And that's that's what I think could have helped this out is if I guess if one of their one or two of the crew members had died at this point. Yeah, I guess maybe it would lead you to believe that they should stop this immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Maybe. But at the same time, yeah, it would raise the stakes. But like no, at no point, even though it's loud and it's scary and no point do I ever think anyone's in danger in this movie. It's interesting because the critical reception marked that as is kind of a, a negative point. Uh, Richard Schickel of Time wrote, When action is never shown to have deadly consequences, it tends toward abstraction. Pretty soon you're not tornado watching, you're special effects watching. Exactly. And that's, that's what it does That's become. what it feels like. It, it's just no, you're never concerned for these characters. But they assess the damage and they get word that this giant tornado is headed back to this town where Aunt Meg is staying because the tornado, as we've mentioned is now hunting Meg down. <laughs> it is. It's, well, if I can't kill you, Joe, I'm going to kill your Aunt Meg. Your entire bloodline, <laughs> Joe. I'll finish the job. <laughs> your father's raped in hell. And <laughs> Lord. Oh, my God. So they go to Meg's house and the whole neighborhood that they were there earlier that day destroyed completely destroyed this is when joe realizes they didn't have a warning like these people were caught completely off guard which is why their technology is needed now more than ever More than ever dude if you live 
in a place that has five or four tornadoes a within day? a day, dude, you need to move. Honestly, like seriously. What are the just, insurance costs out there, man? I can't even imagine, dude. If you're listening to us in the Oklahoma, heart of tornado land, yeah, tornado country, please sh- 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 tell us what it's like. We're very, we're genuinely curious. I th- yeah, when Maine had one, it was a story and it was nothing. Did barely any damage. It was in the middle of the goddamn woods. Like maybe did damage a few houses. So I this just, shit's crazy. I saw one in New York once. We were playing the baseball game and it was just kind of off in the distance but it was so small that we all just like stopped the game and watched and then it ended and we're like all right let's keep going did it end like it does in this movie or it just disappears no in it literally instant? did it just kind of like stopped oh so this is well but like realistic. but it was also like a stormy day that day like in this movie they end and every the every time yeah. yeah every time they're over bill paxton they end um and then like the skies open up and the sun comes through and that's not how it works so they have Dorothy 3 in tow, <laughs> in case there's another one, or in case they can catch up to this bad boy. Yeah. And they find uh, Aunt Meg's house, not quite destroyed, but it is taking some fucking damage. Doesn't look good. And they walk in there, and it, the whole place is a mess. They find her dog downstairs and realize, oh shit, Meg's down there. They run in, and she's buried under debris. She's bleeding, um, but she's fine. She's she's okay. And they pull her out, and the house collapses, you know, behind them pretty much. They get out just in the nico time. Yep. Um, and so Meg and Joe are kind of sharing a moment inside the ambulance as they're talking, and that's when Dusty comes up and tells Joe, it's a cat, it's a, it's an F5. Now, at this point- The same one that killed your the father. The same one that killed your father, Joe. At this point, Melissa has already left, right? That was right before they yes, got Melissa, to... Yes, yes we, did men- we did forget to mention before they went to Meg's house that uh, Mel- Melissa broke it off with Bill Paxton. But it's like the best breakup you could ever have. She's oh, it was like, so amicable. She's like, I don't really care. And like, that's probably a bad thing, right? And yeah. he's like, I don't care. I can go fuck uh, Helen Hunt. Not yeah. a big deal. I'm Bill Peace Paxton. Out. Yeah, see ya. <clears throat> have fun. Drive home safe. Bitch. Deleted scene. We uh, deleted scene. We killed her in next tornado. Is that your Yanda Bond? I don't know. It's I like it. something. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We kill Melissa in Whoa, next tornado. God, I don't know what he is, but he's probably not Russian. Or whatever I'd imagine you're doing. she's. I'd imagine he's French, but uh, yeah, I'm doing Russian. <laughs> Dude, an F5 is forming. Sure is. So they got to go storm chasing, brah. That they like they said their research is more important than ever now. But Joe all of a sudden realizes, you know what? I realize how we can make Dorothy fly, how we can make this work. So her team fashions these makeshift windmill pinwheel type yeah. goddamn doohickeys out of Pepsi cans, mm. aluminum foil yeah. or aluminum, and they uh, attach them to those balls, those little sensors. And their yeah. plan is to still just ride the goddamn thing into the twister and I a, send it up in there. I have a genuine question for you. Did you understand why they needed to do this? Why they needed to have them fly? I, I guess they weren't yeah. light enough or, or they weren't aerodynamic enough, and so these pinwheels would have allowed them like- to... I don't oh know. It, yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're not floating in the front. This makes no sense because they every single time they talk about needing to get these goddamn balls into the air, all they need to do is get Dorothy lifted up, right? Yeah. Well, really, it just looks like all they really need to do is just get the lid off so all the balls can go up in yes. the air. They never even get to that point. They never get to that point where they can at least get the lid off. So it's like, well. How do you know that this isn't going to work? Why they need pinwheels? I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm either. not going to lie, man. I'm genuinely confused about how the Dorothy works. I don't think it's explained well enough, maybe, or at least not enough in layman's terms. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why they were having issues. I don't understand why they felt the need to like make adjustments with Pepsi cans on the fly. <laughs> like I just I don't get it, and I guess that's okay. So Bill and Joe get Dorothy in position and they leave it, but a giant fucking, what, tanker truck falls out of the sky and explodes in front of them? A petroleum truck, right? It's pretty sweet, actually. I really like, this is back when they did explosions for fucking real, bro. Yeah, He's like, that's a truck flying through some goddamn exploding shit. It's pretty cool. Practical effects are the best effects. So they keep on chasing, and that's when Jonas's team is catching up. Or, the bad guys. The dude. bad guys. And I, I really do love this rivalry that they have between each other. It's just ridiculous. It's so dumb, man. But uh, 
Bill Paxton because he can read Storm's minds. <laughs> that's that's a thing that they said in this movie. He essentially knows how to. He essentially yeah, knows what dude, storms. He's a tornado telepathy. Yeah, um, telepath. I, I I don't know. Doesn't matter, dude. It's not real. Um, he senses that the tornado. <laughs> is going to run into Jonah and his team. And so he gets on the radio and he's like, you got to turn around. Jonah being the fucking prick that he is, is like, he's just trying to trick us, man. Shuts the radio off. And then the fucking driver gets impaled. (laughs) Impaled by a fucking steel beam. And this is what's strange. So then the tornado picks up the truck, lifts it up, then throws it into the ground, smashing it. It explodes. And it blows up. Why would they not have the villain of the movie get fucking impaled? They have the poor driver. Yeah, the poor driver wrong. who like was wrestling with maybe he should turn around for the sake of safety. And like I get if you're gonna have Carrie Elwes's character survive at the end and maybe change something or or, or, or even right. if you have him survive. But if you're gonna kill him in the next scene where it fucking throws the <laughs> truck down, why wouldn't you have him impaled? That's like some sort of gratification, I guess, for the audience. It also goes back to that conversation we were having about. The fact that nobody in this movie has died at this point, we've gone okay, someone died in the first minute of this movie. That's not a joke. Like in the first two minutes of this movie, someone died off screen. Nothing has happened since then. Absolutely nothing in the way of violence has happened since then. At like the hour 20 mark, someone gets impaled by a steel beam. That's what Drake calls zero to a hundred real fucking quick. Like it's so out of it's nowhere. It's kind of cool though. It is cool, but like you and I were genuinely left speechless I was because, like, I, first of all, I don't remember that in the movie <laughs> at all. But it, like, it's just so out of left field. It's like I don't know. It just felt it almost because of the lack of death and danger in this movie earlier. It almost just seems random and over the top. Yeah. Yeah, you know? no, he, he gets an unnecessary, he gets that Jurassic World yes. assistant death. Yes, like, he really, really does. Unnecessarily like, it's, just, violent. it's out of control. They're still chasing this goddamn storm, and they're dodging farm equipment as it's falling from the sky in just yeah. randomly choreographed spots. It's ridiculous. She's like, left, right, as they're yeah, always zigzagging, zigzagging around. And then they're like, then maybe we should fucking, get off the road. Dude, yeah, goddamn house falls on the road, <laughs> yeah. on its side, and they dr- we're going in. <laughs> they drive up <laughs> Hold the staircase, on through the like window, up the staircase, out the other side of the house. It's a good bit of set piece action fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I was confused because... They go up the stairs, but then, they, but then they come back out <laughs> level to where they went in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't understand I that so at confusing. all. They go through like five rooms, too. Like, what? But they put the truck into, what, cruise control, basically? They get into a farm or a cornfield, yep. chasing after the tornado. They put it in cruise control. They leap out, and the goddamn Dorothy makes it into the tornado. Yeah. they and, Success. And they go back to the crew, and they're getting fucking numbers, dude. Data. Information. Math. Yeah. Yeah. Nerds. Nerds. <clears throat> Gonna nerd bash. We'll be right back. Nostalgia be damned. <laughs> Welcome but, back, everybody. Nostalgia be damned. <laughs> God damn. But the Twister decides to chase after them. They're oh, storm shit. chasers. This thing's a human chaser. Oh, Joe. <laughs> you tricked me into eating the Dorothy. I might go down, but I'm taking you with me. Just like your father. <laughs> <laughs> So they start the tornado starts chasing them. They eventually get into this shed or barn or something, some giant barn space, and they decide the best route is to anchor themselves to these pipes. Yeah, according to Bill Paxton, the pipes probably go down about 30 feet. So if they hang on, they should have a chance. Which I don't think they do, my friend. I, you know what? If it's like the biggest hurricane ever. It's an or, F5 tornado, me, tornado, dude. An F5. This killed her dad. This killed her dad. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're anchored. They get, what is this, saddles or some sort of, they use leather straps. Yeah, to, they look like belts or something. I don't know, man. some bondage. Ew, dude. Um, farm bondage? Farm bondage. Perfect. Um, But like, wouldn't you, if it's blowing this hard. I feel like your arms would break holding on to the pipes or like yeah, snap or your, off. Like there's your just body's no getting way, snapped right? in half. There's no way you could hang on suspended in midair. Yeah. Well, as this tornado goes, it literally goes right over them and they look up and see the center of this tornado. No, yeah. no man has ever seen this. No, no man's ever seen this. And what they do is uh, Joe looks at Bill and she goes, 
I have some unfinished business to go to do. And she lets go cuts and all of a sudden rope. takes yeah, the straps. Yeah, all of a sudden takes a knife out of her back pocket and goes and stabs the tornado in the heart and it goes and, and then it, she is <laughs> left suspended in the air, comes crashing down and dies in a Christ pose mm-hmm. on the ground. And she said but she saves the day. Tornadoes never haunt Oklahoma or Kansas ever again. Twister. Twister. What do you think, dude? It sucks. (laughs) No, but the tornado passes right above them. They're looking at the eye of the storm and there's fucking debris and wind everywhere. If you tried to look into the center of a tornado, your head's getting fucking pulled apart, right? Or maybe I'm just you're getting hit. Well, they're giving too much advantage. They've gone over like a ton of buildings too. That apparently just debris is flying all over the place. They would have been impaled by like a wooden stake or something. Something would have happened. They they get out scot fucking. They do not and looking gorgeous afterwards. Oh, of course. Well, they're gorgeous people in general, but like yeah, they definitely called the makeup department (laughs) into afterwards. They did indeed, Zachary. Oh, good friend. What would you what would you say though about their chemistry? Because I feel in the beginning of the movie they have I would say they're charismatic people, mm-hmm. but I don't like their characters together. They're always just arguing. The whole it's nineties arguing. Well, you know so I mean? she's like an antagonist and he just like it has anger issues. It you know what I mean? At yes. least in the beginning. Yes. And you know, it it's cool that their work brings them together, but that also seems unhealthy. I don't know. <laughs> no, it is. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I never saw them just like getting back together like that instantly, you know? But they like, pretty much do, right? Yeah. Well, so the tornado dissipates because it's gone over Bill Paxton. It's done its job. Um, it dissipates. The crew comes in and they're like, they're arguing about like who's going to set up the lab when they have all this research. Numbers. And, numbers and math. Um and they're like, they're arguing again. And it seems like a genuine argument, too. <laughs> we slowly just kind of pull out. Yeah. That's the end of Twister. And they, ma- they make out. Oh, yeah. He they- might as well throw the fucking divorce papers in the air. Yeah. Oh, they just start making out. They pull out. And they're making out the entire time during this pull out. It's so dumb. And then it pulls out of the earth into the clouds. And then we see that black cloud brewing. And he says, 27 years from now, I'll be back, Joe. You haven't keen the last of me yet, Joe. <laughs> the end, question mark. <laughs> I would love that. No, just kidding, guys. It just, pulls out, it just pulls out and credits farts the credits roll, on yeah. the screen there. Twister. 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 It sucks. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't say this film sucks. What's, no. What are your thoughts right out of the gate? All right, man. Well, like I said, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. I loved it as a kid. I can't tell you how many times I watched this movie as a kid. So it was like fun to rewatch it. But I got to tell you, I don't think I've seen it as a person who can... Uh, comprehend words so um it, it was interesting the plot was um i don't know it was it was about as bare bones as you can get yeah like uh, i don't know he's here and they're gonna start chasing tornadoes and they just want to get it done like that's essentially what the plot boils down to um it seems like this movie was made just to flex special effects muscles oh, a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? There's not a lot to the chemistry of the main characters. Uh there's never any danger in it. It just feels like not a lot of thought was put into it other than how can we make this look cool mm-hmm. and sound cool because like I said, the sound design in this movie is unbelievable. It's phenomenal. It sounds great. You know, it looks okay. I'm sure in 1996 it was mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, now it's you know it's okay. Hmm. Um, it just while it was fun and it was kind of, you know some of the scenes are really cool. I feel like it could have been I don't know 20 minutes shorter, to be honest. And it there just didn't seem like a lot there. What was the original rating? It was a 57 percent. I'm gonna get a, go a little lower. I'm gonna give it an even fifty. Where it, it's if you're looking for like a disaster type movie, like almost the day after tomorrow ish, you could do a lot worse than a movie like Twister. If you're looking for a movie that's gonna keep you engaged in story and characters and all that, it, there's nothing here for you. But I, you know, I didn't hate it. I'll give it a fifty even. Yeah, a bad version of this movie is Into the Storm. I think yeah. that came in like 2015. Yeah, pretty piece of shit. I remember that and. 
I would say in terms of disaster flicks, man versus nature, this isn't as dumbed down as a Roland Emmerich movie no. like a like a 2012 or a Day After Tomorrow. It's not. It, while it isn't as visually arresting as some of those movies or dynamic anyway, because it is kind of the same thing again and again and again. Yeah. Once you really realize that in the plot, it's very episodic and we're going to fight. We're going to chase this goddamn storm. Yeah. It's going to disappear. We're going to chill for a bit. We're going to fight the storm. We're going to chill for a bit. I think it's kind of a disaster movie disguised as a science movie. Maybe. And, and that's, I'm just a little depressed it didn't go one of either way because I feel like Michael Crichton, especially with the Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. it, implications of science and man and whatnot there's none of that going on here other than the fact that we need to learn more about tornadoes to warn them to in help the events people, yeah, yeah to help people which is fine but there's not a lot of depth to anything you know what i mean it's just very on the nose an action movie and so there's not a lot to think about and you're really left with just the visuals which are dated but still kind of impressive yeah you know i'm gonna kind of be close to you. I say 55. I, I do recommend it. If it's like a not recommend or a recommend, I would say watch it if you do like these 90s movies. Mm-hmm. And if you just want a, a decent disaster flick because it's well acted. Again, I don't necessarily love the characters, but I think it's, it's got an, a great cast. I think it's an underuse of the cast, but they oh, do exactly what they need yep. to do in yep. this movie. Um, yeah, I would agree. I would recommend it too. It just it, it feels empty to me yes. in a lot of ways. It's it's fun again if you just need to mindlessly watch some sort of you know if you want to mindlessly watch buildings getting ripped apart by tornadoes fine easy there's no sharks in it it's kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's sad that but you no know what sharks. I mean it's just like there's not a lot in terms of a lot of other things that are needed to make a great movie very emblematic of its time and, absolutely and very 90s <laughs> absolutely it is very very 90s all right well that's twister man anything else you want to add to it not entirely like, like right. i said it's, it's kind of a like a meh movie I was yeah just like, meh. it really was it's, meh. Right. it's fine yeah i would i maybe i'd watch it again one day but meh. i have a feeling we won't be having a meh reaction to next week's movie Ooh, tell me more we are going to be watching i think it's 2001s but don't quote me okay Planet of the Apes. Yes. We... Say hello to your monkey for oh, me. Say hello to your monkey friend for me. Dude, I'm obsessed with Planet of the Apes. Not this movie, but <laughs> the original Planet of the Apes. I've got all of the original Planet of the Apes movies, like the old, even the terrible ones yeah. on DVD. Um, the new ones are some of my favorite blockbusters that are coming out. Or that oh, have come oh, the out. last the, this trilogy. Oh, yeah, this last amazing. trilogy, yeah. one of my favorite blockbusters to come out ever. I'm obsessed with Planet of the Apes and the concept of Planet of the Apes. I'm going to be so upset when we watch this one. Uh, this movie will, however, introduce the show to Paul Giamatti. A concept that, uh, for listeners who didn't know, when Brandon and I were coming up with uh, names of the podcast originally way back in, oh my God, almost... last june yeah Yeah. last june a while ago a while ago um one of the names that we pitched was what's the deal with paul giamatti and the show would just be based around paul giamatti films and we looked at his filmography it's limited to say the least big mama's house Uh, yeah that's a stay tuned my friend (laughs) absolutely no i don't think (laughs) so that's a stay tuned what did you recommend earlier i recommended um Harry Potter. Okay, well, if Harry Potter's a fucking state, no way. Martin Lawrence's classic comedy, Big Mama's House, is also one. And we're gonna. That's debatable. We'll continue this argument. Planet of the Apes. That's directed by Tim Burton. Sure is. This movie, and it has got all the Tim Burton players. Oh, in it, too. it does. I saw this in theaters, and I will. I'm ashamed to admit that I loved this movie far more than the original. Didn't even bother watching the other ones because after this uh, one was released, I was like, no, Dad, I found the definitive Planet of the Apes. Oh, you Little did I know <laughs> the years that would be attributed to me and the film-going experiences to learn that Planet of the Apes is not a good film. We're going to, you know what? I don't predict either of us really liking this. We've I been surprised. It, We've been surprised yeah, we before. Been surprised. Who knows? Maybe I come out of that movie and I'm like, I, better than the original better than the last trilogy that just came out that won't happen but <laughs> but who knows um either way we're gonna have fun because there are some ridiculous things to talk about in that film before we uh, leave you here i do have one last trivia bit for twister okay. in an early scene and i was looking for it but we'll find out that it's sadly 
unfindable. Okay. <laughs> in, an, in an early scene when Philip Seymour Hoffman is sitting on a lawn chair, he lifts his leg in the air while laughing. His genitals oh. are fully visible for a split second. Oh, it was no. edited out of the DVD and VHS releases, but it was leaked from a few VHS screeners sent to industry professionals and could be found online. All right. Well, if you need to Google something, you know what to Google. Yeah. You could see Philip Seymour Hoffman's ball sack if you wanted to. If you wanted to. Get Googling, folks. Google it. Uh, you could Google us, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Look us up on iTunes as well. You could subscribe there or on our... <laughs> or on our original podcasting site, Podbean, correct? NBD.podbean.com? Yep. NBD.podbean.com. That is our original hosted Shit. site. You can subscribe there. You can also, please, please, please write us a review on iTunes. It really, so dope. really helps the show. It does. Helps Refers us grow. to a friend. Let a, a buddy know. Yeah. That's the best way to pass the show along. To oh, absolutely. Like and we Grow our audience. We appreciate everybody who listens. We've got a, quite the audience now, and we're, we're really excited to keep bringing you guys this. Write us an email if you like, nostalgiabedampedpod at gmail.com. Anything you'd like, a request for a movie for us to watch, or just some uh, entertainment news you'd like to share, anything. We just want to interact with the viewers, listeners, whatever you are. You got something people. You got something off-topic you'd like us to talk about on hot the topic? next episode? Yeah, off-topic. Hot topic. Hot topic. We could talk about a hot topic if you want. Just send us a question. Send us anything. We love to interact with our listeners. Thank you for listening. Look forward to next week's episode of Planet Oof the Oops. Planet Oof the Oops, dude. It's gonna be a great movie. Funky Sea Mitch. Funky guys, Sea Mitch. Have a good night. <laughs>